0: It's time to catch up, Chrissy. Hello, Matt. Bonjour.
1: <laughs> Me, we should have some. I can, I can, I can interlay. Can you hear that French music playing in the background? I can, I can put that in. Oula, la. yeah, mm, c'est bon. <laughs> uh, okay, so this week, in case you haven't already figured it out,
0: we watched a French movie. We
1: sure did, with subtitles. We did. Called Amelie. 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 No,
0: no. Amelie. Okay. You have to pronounce it
1: properly. The Lee is important. Amelie. Okay, yeah. got it. What else is important? No, no, I'm Her just, eyeballs. I'm just
0: stealing a, a joke from Brooklyn Nine-Nine there. Oh. Nicolas.
1: Right. Nicolas.
0: Nicolas. <laughs> okay, that's way too inside the <laughs> uh, Yeah, we watched Amelie, yeah. um, a and? 2001 or 2002 mm-hmm. whimsical French comedy.
1: Yeah. And. Starring
0: Audrey Tatou. Yeah. Matthew Kasovitz. Directed by Jean-Pierre Anode or something like that. It's
1: 2001 and it's directed by, wait for it. Yeah. Jean-Pierre Junet. Jean- me. Me. Um, Yeah. And I hated it.
0: You did. I... Yeah, this, so, so this is the first one in our series where you were like full on checked out pretty early.
1: <sighs> really did not enjoy it. Didn't
0: enjoy it. Oh. And I think we'll unpack. Why? I mean, it's obviously, the point of this Are you gonna, is,
1: is the point of the pod? Is, is the point of this particular episode of this season going to be that like I end up having no soul or something because I don't enjoy a weird no, no, French is a, film?
0: No, because I didn't enjoy it did as it. much. I, I've had a conversation with um, my former department head, Tom, mm. and and uh, wrote some of my reflections down. Mm. And I cared less for this this time. Mm. Part of this exercise is for me to re examine these Absolutely. older movies that I think you're going to like. Yes. And then you know, with a critical eye, examine what's there. And I'm not going to be too heavily swayed by your, your loathing of something, mm-hmm. but your lack of enjoyment in it, and it was apparent, made me reconsider some elements of it. And mm-hmm. I found it a little too, I think the word that is used now is twee. I mean, it was mm. a little too whimsical, a little too fantastical. I found all of the whimsy and fantasy a little disconnecting, which I think was... What people were looking for, maybe at the time of its release, was mm-hmm. something that was really escapism and and joyous. Mm-hmm. There was something about it that just didn't quite connect with me. I found the main character, the titular character, Amelie, to be hard to know
1: mm-hmm.
0: ultimately, and I felt disconnected from her.
1: She was annoying. Well, yeah, my opinion.
0: Yeah, I mean, she was she was certainly like if she was a real person,
1: you'd be, be like, her. yeah, uh, what was wrong with yeah, him?
0: you're a weirdo. <laughs> Right. Do you want
1: my summary? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Oh,
0: it's not in French, is it?
1: It's not in you French. You have to do an accent, are you? No, okay. I'm not allowed to do accents. We've been over this. Correct. And I did a um a haiku because that's how much effort I wanted to put into the summary this week. Okay. Ready? Weirdest childhood creates introvert woman, falls in love from afar. Wow. That's it. To go more in depth,
0: Is there any punctuation in that, no, or is that... That's
1: it the haikus don't have punctuation?
0: No, no, okay,
1: like they have semicolons, I suppose, at the end of each line.
0: Yeah, if you want to go into a little bit of depth on the plot uh, summary, go
1: ahead. All right, so our titular character is being, and I'm just doing this off the cuff, I have not made notes, obviously. Mm-hmm. I made a haiku. Um, so she's being raised by these two weirdo parents, one of whom is her father is sort of completely removed head over heels for her mother, but completely removed from like real life and very obsessed with things.
0: can't remember what those things are.
1: Gnome. The gnome is one of them. Yeah. He's a, he's a physician. Yeah. Right. Yes. And her mother is sort of this stern headmistress of a girl's school. Um, But they don't let Amelie go to the girl's school because they think she has a heart condition, but actually in actuality it's just because she like,
0: is the only time her father ever touched her he was a cold and aloof father and the only time he ever touched her was to give her physical examinations
1: yeah to like listen to her heartbeat and And so her
0: heart would flutter when her father would like put his hand hand. on her
1: shoulder hold her hand and so she thought that he thinks she has a heart condition so she's not allowed to go to school so
0: right there and then we can establish whether or not you're going to find this movie funny or not because that is is inherent to the whole point of this thing is whether or not you think those circumstances are humorous or not.
1: I'm sorry, this is supposed to be a comedy? Are you joking?
0: Well, 100% it's a comedy. Right? So you didn't, you didn't find that funny. Mm -mm. You found it more like profoundly sad or weird. weird. Yeah. And hence, everything that comes next, I think just missed entirely for you because like, thematically, you didn't get the, this was supposed to be amusing
1: because mm-hmm, it wasn't
0: okay anyways continuing
1: uh, she grows up she grows up and becomes a weirdo and falls in love with this guy who she's never met and that she's seen so far she's she's sort of one of many weirdos in this cafe that she works in and uh, the, the movie's
0: populated entirely by weirdos there's not a single normal person in
1: this thing mm-hmm. and uh the weirdo that she falls in love with likes to dig around in garbage cans outside of photo booths or underneath photo booths and get scraps of ripped up photos and put them back together and created, creates a scrapbook of these ripped up portraits. And then she gets her hands on this scrapbook and she's trying to also figure out who these people are who have ripped up their portraits. And
0: conspire to return the book to him.
1: Yes. But also like the big reveal is that this guy who keeps going to all the photo booth and ripping up his portrait is like the owner of the photo booth and he's just testing he's a technician, them. yeah which prior to that moment I was like he clearly has something to do with the photo booth like if his photo is ripped up but
0: again this is supposed to, that's supposed to be funny. It's
1: not funny.
0: Yeah.
1: It's dumb. Like is that even can, Riley funny? No, when I can figure out the twist, when I'm not a good twist figure outer. So when, <laughs>
0: when English degree
1: yeah. For the win. <laughs> when when I can figure it out halfway through, mm-hmm. that's not good. That's not
0: well. Two on the nose. It, oh. Okay, so it's not even Riley funny it's to not you. Not
1: even Riley really funny. And uh, in the end, they, she's sort of afraid to meet him because this weird childhood has made her a complete introvert. And through many twists and turns and adventures, they end up sort of weirdly falling in love and being together. Okay. And they get together at the end.
0: Right. That was there's like another an, well there's another right. element to the plot which is that she decides to 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 be able to bring herself joy she's going to bring joy to other people all because of lady die
1: mm-hmm.
0: passing away
1: mm-hmm. and well that's not a really weird why.
0: circumstance that reveals a hidden treasure in her apartment mm-hmm. which she then decides to return to the original owner mm-hmm. and it brings him joy and changes his life and so then she begins to
1: try to find other opportunities to do so.
0: To, to at least profoundly alter people's lives. Mm-hmm. She actually, in one respect, she chooses a cruel man and then chooses to be cruel to him mm-hmm. to drive him insane. Mm-hmm. Um, she conspires to bring two people together romantically. Yeah, I had
1: a real big issue with that plot line.
0: Yeah. Um, let's
1: let's take this stalker abusive weirdo that's hanging out in the cafe to stalk her colleague
0: redirect that and into redirect somebody
1: else. the stalker energy into someone else who is lonely and has her own mental illnesses. Like just because they screw in the bathroom does not mean that they're in love like it just the whole thing seemed so immature and weird and i oh the more i'm talking about it, the anger i'm getting i really did well, not like this movie maybe- I, I honestly <laughs> had forgotten until you said like we have a podcast to record i was like what movie did we even oh right like i just totally right. for this movie was so unenjoyable and not memorable to me and which was really disappointing because i've wanted to watch it for a long time and i finally watch it expecting to love it and within 15 minutes i'm like oh man i'm out yeah. this is dumb
0: and like having you explain it now it, it's clear that there's some dark undercurrents oh yeah in this right like there's a She's there's a theme f- about mental health yes that's really
1: which was this is prior to mental health and I'm sure I I could glean that, that storyline with the weird stalker ex-boyfriend who falls in love with the pharma with the what, what's her job
0: tobacconist tobacconist she sells Cigarette. cigarettes. cigarettes Cigarette in the, the French. cafe yeah,
1: yeah. there are there's an accent for you the um she, like that whole thing, I thought this is supposed to be funny, but I mean, maybe it's through the lens of 2023, but it was not it's funny. Less
0: fun. It's less funny now than it was then. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, it's hilarious. This woman that has major mental illness, including, uh, what's it called you're sick? Always think you're sick all the time.
0: Hypochondriac. She's
1: a total hypochondriac. She's going to fall in love with this absolute weirdo.
0: Yep. Very intense stalker. Yeah. Um,
1: who makes notes on a, tape recorder about everything his ex is doing. Like classic stalker behavior. Mm-hmm. I just, know, I would know. Just hard no. Yeah, almost like
0: it was a, they were trying to do like a French Forrest Gump kind of thing with with Amelie. Like she was supposed to sort of be in the mix on all these things, but the scale was much smaller. It's not mm-hmm. the story of a nation. It's just the story of this neighborhood or mm-hmm. this community. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it works though. No. It didn't work as well as I'd remembered it working. It didn't, no. Not for me. Okay. Quick okay. break?
1: Oh, sure. Quick break, and then we'll come back with some questions.
0: My next question is does K like this? That was what I wrote down. Now obviously you don't, but yeah. I'm wondering if you can identify or recognize anything in the movie that did work for you that sure. at some level you thought was um noteworthy or made it made it sort of like I mean it was nominated for Best Foreign Film.
1: Mm-hmm. It didn't I, win. It didn't
0: win that year. I'd like to mention it, um, it
1: was nominated for I think at least five Oscars five think, Oscars yeah. and it didn't win a single one. Right. So we should have really it doesn't mean known it's like a
0: bad movie. It's hmm. just I, like I'm going to take the, the opposite approach, that there, there are some redeeming elements to this. Okay. But it's not aging well, and I didn't like it as much as I I get it remembered liking mm-hmm. it. And I don't regret recommending it to you to see it. But anyway, back to the question, what do you find in it that was, had some redeeming element to it?
1: I thought that uh, even though I didn't like her parents, I, I was hopeful in the first less than 10 minutes. Like, oh, this is going to be kind of Wes Anderson-esque. Right. Mm-hmm. This is going to be like quirky and fun and she has this weird childhood, but then she overcomes it and becomes a normal human. I don't know. Uh, I should have known from the cover that was not the case. Um, I thought like the color palette worked really well. Like it's so obviously set in France, which I, you know, we love travel movies like that was really cool. Um, it sort of presented this small, like, like you said, <clears throat> forest gum for a neighborhood. Right. Like it's it does have this. Uh, very clear geography to it. I always knew where I was in the neighborhood and how to get from one place to another. Um, I really actually liked two characters I really liked was the grocer, the mean grocer that she drives insane and his sidekick. Um, and the man who's the, the sidekick, uh, he, um, the goes painter, to, the painter who, who goes to, to, to train with the painter who has the Bones of Glass syndrome. Right.
0: Um.
1: I thought he was a really interesting character, looking so closely at Renoirs and making a cop one copy every year yeah, of a different. Was Van Gogh? On oh it? no, it was Renoir. I thought it was. Yeah. I'll look it up. Okay. While you're talking, but um, it was. I, I I just liked those characters. I thought they were more grounded in reality than anybody else.
0: Right. But that was that was the painting supposed to be metaphorical, right? Like he's mm-hmm. he's been spending all these years reproducing this famous painting Mm -hmm. and at the center of it is an unknowable girl who seems not to be attached to anybody else in the painting doing Mm -hmm. her own thing Mm -hmm. and he's fascinated by her and he's never been able to quite capture what it is that she's doing there Mm -hmm. and then amelie is that girl the unknowable girl in this apartment milieu who nobody really understands what her thinking process is and she thinks differently and almost maybe doesn't belong Mm -hmm. like she's an alien Mm -hmm. Um, And that when the two come together, when Amelie finally reaches out to him, he seemingly has a greater understanding of what that person's purpose was in the middle of the painting. Right. And then he begins to give her sage advice about pursuing love and being happy because by understanding the painting better, she helps him to understand the painting better. And then in turn, he helps her to understand herself better Mm. and leads her toward uh, more happiness, perhaps i'm glad you pointed out the color palette did you notice that it was like really saturated with reds and greens does that does
1: that mean anything though i don't know
0: i i i I said to tom that i think um any movie that's got this much symbolism and this much art direction has has to have something else on its mind so i think it's got to have something else on its mind i don't think that it's just oh, I like red and I like green, so I'm going to put a lot of it in there. So, like, what what could it mean? She's often draped in either red or green, right? There's mm-hmm. a saturation um, so that the, the buildings all have...
1: Yes, that look to them. That look yeah. to them. I don't know. I have no idea what it means. The only, honestly, the only movie I've ever noticed, and it hits you over the head with it, which is why I noticed, along with everybody else in North America, uh, a, a color palette that was meant to draw your eye to the symbolism of it was um, The Sixth Sense. Yeah. all the red so like the, it's just not something i'm gonna know like i noticed it but i didn't know that it, i wasn't sure if it had any deeper meaning yeah. i wasn't willing to put the thinking time into figuring that out
0: yeah so i, I made a list uh i thought like what, what's your response to the filmmaking so the color palette i mentioned the editing um how about the narrator the narrator who kept saying like you know this is christina christina enjoys reading books and Snuggling dogs, mm-hmm. like just weird things. Uh, here's two things that they like, mm-hmm. and that's
1: just for things. I did like that it's so reductive, but I did like that element to it. Um, and I, I, I don't know, I did like that. That's probably the thing I like the best about the movie, and that was maybe why it reminded me of a Wes Anderson movie. Yeah.
0: The second thing was always a funny thing, yes, right? Yeah, right? Yeah, um, okay. Uh, as for the acting, did you like any of the yes, acting?
1: It was all, I mean, they all could. I I I didn't. There was at no point did I see any of those actors as anybody else. Mm-hmm. Right at no point did I think like, oh, that actor's not very good, or like this. I just thought they all they all nailed the acting.
0: So the the um the only guy that that I knew from something else, mm-hmm. uh, Matthew Kazevitz has been in other things. Who's that? Um, he's the star of the Bureau, which is sitting here on our shelf. Okay. He was the love interest, the okay. uh, the guy that was rooting the. He was like
1: totally not good looking.
0: P.S. Oh, if you say so. Uh, this always turns into a referendum on whether or not people are good looking or not.
1: Mm, well, I just think she deserves better. She's adorable. Yeah. Her little face is so cute. You never know she was weird or just from her little face.
0: Okay. Um, but the guy, the stalker guy in the cafe mm-hmm. was in um, Alien Resurrection. Mm. He gets carried around. He's like, he's in a wheelchair. Or he gets carried around in a backpack at one point. Weird. And like, he's got all kinds of guns.
1: Because and he's very small in real he's life? He's very, very small. Mm. Yeah.
0: His head is gigantic. I mm-hmm. think he's like... Right person? on the cusp of being right. classified as that. Right. I, I just I'm not 100 sure. Um, well, he was
1: great in it. To be honest, like for me to hate him that much, like he was very convincingly convincingly
0: a, hateable. A, weirdable, yeah. a weird, Lodesome. a
1: weirdable stalker. A weird yeah. stalker. A
0: weirdable. <laughs> okay. Um. So let's talk about Paris. Uh, we've both been to Paris. Um. We've walked it extensively. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm gonna say the best part of this movie. Like that was an facts-
0: opportunity for you. What? To talk about why we've walked it extensively.
1: Oh. <laughs> So fun inside story for Matt and Christina is that when we went to to Europe, we went, we traveled Europe in the summer of 2008. Hello
0: to our European listeners, if you're still out there. Yes,
1: that's right. Hello. Um, We have been to your neck of the world briefly. 2009, maybe. Right? 2009, I think. Yep. Mm, 14 years ago this summer. That's a long time. Anyway, Uh, we went to Paris and we went, we went all over the place. We went to Paris and while we were in Paris, we thought we'd go see the Bastille. And so we walked and walked and walked. We asked people where the Bastille was, and they kept pointing us in these different directions. And so we're thinking, what's, what's with these Parisians? They don't even know where the Bastille is. And finally, some kind person took pity on us and went, the Bastille burned down in 1833 during this uprising or whatever. Because French people do that every 50 years. And, uh, and it's a grocery store. We looked it up and it's a grocery store. <laughs> yeah.
0: So we walked like the banks of the Seine yeah. and saw the whole city. Mm mm-hmm hoping to see some sort of museum honoring the Bastille and there was actually nothing there.
1: Nothing. I, and I did. I don't regret that walk. I don't regret that walk. It was a great walk. We saw everything.
0: We were so tired.
1: We were so tired.
0: We'd already done the the river cruise there and we'd seen the Eiffel Tower and yeah. we'd been to the Louvre and we'd been to Notre Dame mm-hmm. um, and the Isle of the City, Ile mm-hmm. of the City or whatever. How do you pronounce it? Uh, en Francais. It was wonderful. Yeah, we'd, we'd seen the city. But that, so Paris, to you. Um, and I want to give you some. I'm going to stall here. I want you to give me five adjectives that you would use to describe the city from your memory. Oh boy! So I mean, some obvious ones come to mind, right? Mm-hmm. I just I think about the landmarks and the people. And when we were there, it was the spring. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like this question. You don't like the question? No, it's going to make me feel dumb. Putting putting you on the spot?
1: Yeah. Okay, I think I can do it. Like okay. this this historical. Absolutely, like, that would be one. Historical, want. beautiful fashionable. Stinky. It was stinky. It was is it smoke or the sand. Pick one. Yeah. You're always smelling one or the other and religious. Yeah. Cause I always equate Notre Dame. Yeah. With that city. I mean, obviously it's in it, but I just mean like that is somewhere every, I've been to Paris twice. Both times we went for a tour of Notre Dame. So it's not
0: Notre Dame in Amelie. It's Sacré-Cœur, mm-hmm. which is actually where the, in John Wick four, Oh, the final great. showdown takes place, and it's so cool.
1: <laughs> I haven't seen John Wick. Highly and Matt, recommended. So I wouldn't know.
0: Highly recommend. Highly right. recommend. Right? You
1: know they can film it at Notre Dame because the sucker burned down. Now they're rebuilding it.
0: Part Remember of it burned down. Yes.
1: Yeah, a lot of it burned down.
0: But the the restoration apparently is going swimming. Yes,
1: I read that as yeah, well. So I read that as well.
0: Maybe we'd we'll be able to take our children to it before they burn it down again. <laughs> that
1: was French. Should we take a quick break? We. Oui. What are we coming back with?
0: Uh, sex questions.
1: Okay. Here's a here's a fun twist the podcast hasn't taken yet.
0: No, and we're gonna keep this
1: PG in, in
0: an area where I'm comfortable with my colleagues and family listening to this. Excellent.
1: Um, so then G. <laughs>
0: yeah, very much so. Um, the movies clearly far too sexual for somebody Charlie's age to mm-hmm. see, mm-hmm. right? Um, to to just list some of the elements of it mm-hmm. that are like. I'd forgotten about all the sex in it. Mm. And then I found it like pervaded Mm -hmm. by sex. Mm -hmm. Um, Almost distracted by sex.
1: I wonder if that's our like North American puritanical or your in particular puritanical view a little bit. It's like, I don't know. It has been hidden
0: from us in our lives. Our upbringings, our culture has hidden it from us. So I like, I, yes, I may have a puritanical attitude about. What's appropriate on screen, yeah. But that's I'm a product of the system I've grown up in, right? Like Mm -hmm. it wasn't it wasn't shown Mm -hmm. to us. Mm -hmm. Whereas the French have like clearly is
1: to grow, Matt, and
0: then ease a nonchalance of facility with sex. That's what I'm saying is that
1: like maybe that's the French of it all, and that we just don't get it because we're not French. Yeah,
0: and that's really what my last couple of questions are about is about how how French this movie is, yes, and how little we get it because we are not. French because mm-hmm. we have not we are not of that culture. Sure. Um the yeah, so we can totally see that. Our main character, in addition to being on his on his spare time pulling scraps of photos oh, out of the yes. out of the garbage mm-hmm. at train stations.
1: Yeah. Which I, by the
0: way, the locations of the train stations were so that really brought me back specifically. Yes, when me she's too. in the underground in the yes. metro, yes. I was like, Oh boy, this is I remember yeah. ex- I feel like I maybe have even been in that station. Why the classical man? music. Why and, do
1: you remember the stations, man? <laughs> because you had to walk my drug ass home from one. Remember? Oh yes. And that we was got fun. lost. We, did we ever? Yeah.
0: Well, oh, cause Paris isn't a grid, right? Paris no, is, is a hub, hub, and spoke, hub and spoke, um, yeah. with winding cobblestone streets. Talk
1: about things we're not dimly used to. lit
0: at night. We're lucky we survived. We're
1: lucky we didn't get killed. Um, <laughs> but
0: okay. So, so he works at a, like a peep show sex shop. Yeah, but
1: that actually was very funny when they're like just having a regular, him and his boss are having this regular conversation about him maybe taking off early at four o'clock and she's, getting out dildos and he's label he's price, price tagging them. them yeah so that was very funny yeah that was the only part i think i laughed at um
0: at. well i think the orgasm montage was funny too Ridiculous. at the beginning no. you didn't think that was funny
1: no
0: i guess that was audacious yeah but like again to a french audience is it just like eh,
1: yeah i think so
0: that's their morning I, right?
1: yeah. <laughs> good for them yeah.
0: O <laughs> and then off to work <laughs> um the sex between the tobacconist and the regular when he's they're like in the bathroom and the whole place is shaking and she's screaming yeah like i'm not sure if that was funny or not Mm. but like the way everybody else in the scene is just like yeah that's happening we're just gonna make sure the china doesn't slide off the tables yeah right like it was not. there was like random nudity
1: i feel like that one's funny in concept but not in execution yeah but the way you're describing it is actually very funny but when i was watching it i was like ew yeah it's crazy yeah stop it Yuck. Yeah. yeah yuck. Yeah. He's
0: yuck. Um, and then <laughs> Major uh, factor. they edited in um, a short film of a pregnant woman who took a photo a day on profile, lit exactly the same way and in the same location as she progressed through her pregnancy.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so Did we I see miss
0: like that? a well, you might have, you might have been looking have been. down at your phone. So there's just, her belly grows, her breasts grow, right?
1: Her I hair know, changes length. Yes.
0: And then and then you see a baby yes. emerging, which is a, a view I've had twice in my life. Mm-hmm. And and when it was you, it was gorgeous and beautiful. Uh, Truly, mm-hmm. one of the one of the most memorable experiences of my life. Okay. To see somebody else do it, uh, was like startling. Yeah. And kind of horrifying. Yeah. Um, especially when you're in the mood for comedy. And yeah. then like here comes baby down the birth canal, <laughs> um, was a little bit much, right? Yeah. So I just the, the French and they're like, again, their their ease with sex
1: mm-hmm. and body nonchalance yes. about it.
0: Um, and frankly, like the fact that Amelie and this man that she's been stalking end up in bed together mm-hmm. and then she's like, you know, clinging to him and suddenly like, that was weird too, because like she's, she's fiercely independent throughout the whole movie, but mm-hmm. then she has sex with our guy
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then she's like clinging to the back of him on a motorbike mm-hmm. as they, uh, you know. Oh, worked their think, way through the streets of Paris, and I now she's totally in love. I and... think we're
1: supposed to assume that she's in, that she's fallen in love with him.
0: But was it her sexual repression that was driving her weirdness?
1: No, I don't think she's any less weird. I think they're just weird together. And I think that prior to that, she just hadn't fallen. I think we're supposed to be like watching her fall in love in her weird way of falling in love.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. You can still be fiercely independent and be clinging to the guy on the back of a motorbike.
0: Oh. Okay. Having not done either of those things, right. be fiercely independent or claim the guy on a motorbike, <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Okay, got it. Have you done both? Uh, Have you ever been on a motorcycle? No. No. You no. say that ruefully.
1: <laughs> I am rueful about it. Uh, no. Anybody
0: got a motorcycle out there?
1: <laughs> we call it can. Yeah, he'll take out you out. One. Yeah. he could totally take me out. No, I'm afraid of them. I had a boss once. I told you this story. I've had a boss once when I worked at Weedman Man mm-hmm. uh, who was like, thought they should be illegal because she fell off her motorcycle and like it was years of years of hospital followed by physiotherapy followed by skin grafts followed by yeah. like it was awful and i just thought mm, i never think those are worth it mm-hmm. uh, so anyway um no i have never done that but am i fiercely independent probably but i'm still <clears throat> married
0: yeah yeah okay so uh on the subject of continuing of um speaking about the frenchness of mm-hmm. this the frenchness. it is a French language film. We yes. watched it with subtitles on. I felt personally that we may have missed some nuance in language. We
1: definitely did. There was a couple this. of times when I, because of like the modicum of French that you and I know, they would say something and I go, oh, that is not a good direct translation. Yeah. Or like a good, it's it's a good direct translation in subtitles, but not a good tonal translation. Yes. Yes. I totally thought that.
0: So one of the things I read in the trivia is that the, to- the tobacconist speaks with a regional french accent that makes her something of like a country bumpkin okay and you wouldn't know it
1: Mm-mm.
0: like we we wouldn't perceive that no
1: that would be any like- more
0: than they could perceive a newfoundlander's accent accent being yeah. different from ours mm-hmm. um because they're both speaking english mm-hmm. right um so there, i think there was a lot of nuance mm-hmm. in the language and like to the point of that where you know her quest to discover who owned the treasure that she finds in her apartment it comes down to the emphasis in a surname
1: mm-hmm. and
0: we spend 20 minutes have, watching her go around from place to place and um not find the person she's looking for mm-hmm. supposed to be humorous yeah and then she gets redirected to where she's supposed to go
1: yeah i forgot um, about that yeah Bella do, not Bella do.
0: yeah <laughs> what yeah if you say so <laughs> sure right yeah so um i think that we missed something i wonder if like
1: if they remade a... it in english if we would find it Funnier, or better.
0: or if like I think it's
1: just I very, don't know I is, is there something
0: the out, yeah maybe I wonder if there's something out there that grades the quality of translation like we should we should maybe mm-hmm. I'm I I'm, might I'm, I'm look into that okay um and maybe we'll report back because another movie that we have on the list mm-hmm. has subtitles
1: which is
0: Life is Beautiful uh,
1: but that's in
0: Italian Italian English and I there's a dubbed version I don't believe now. in dubbing um I would I would rather.
1: Read the um, subtitles. Read
0: the subtitles. This movie uh, also has a lot of dialogue, which when the movie has so much visually to say
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the language is so important, yeah, like it would be easy, and especially in a 2023 mindset where you we tend to look away from the screen to look at your second screen or, mm-hmm. or distracted to miss a lot. Mm-hmm. Like you miss a moment and miss quite a lot of, of uh, maybe even just subtext. But mm-hmm. um, So that's something worth noting. Um, so that was it for my questions. Okay. And I wanted to just like quick one minute on what we did. What did we spend today doing?
1: Oh, we had a day for Matt. Yeah. We drove to Kingston, Ontario, and we went to a classic movie, classic, classic video, mo- classic video which is, which currently is, but is soon to be was a, uh, a, a famous, well-stocked, amazing movie store, disc movie mm. store, rental, physical media rental, rental store place. in uh, Kingston, Ontario.
0: And they're, they're closing and they're liquidating. And so we went in there today. And Not like sure it. precisely what we're going to see, Chris. We, we moved our whole calendar around. It was sort of a spur of the moment thing.
1: Yeah, it was great.
0: We went, we sought out and found, I think, about 85
1: mm-hmm.
0: titles we're oh, adding to the collection. You're
1: giving me credit on this? You went. I sat in the car with the kids, worried that you were going to come back and go, it's all been kicked over. But yeah. you didn't. Yeah, we, we showed up. Five minutes nice. after you got there and you were like, uh "If there's, I'm gonna be here for a while."
0: It's nice to know there's a little community of physical media collectors out there. I, I still so much appreciate having the discs,
1: having the. Boxes. I'm just realizing we should have been advertising our podcast to those people. <laughs> we could have probably get, gotten two or three more listeners today. Yeah,
0: missed opportunity.
1: Anyway, so we did that, and then we went to the pilot house for dinner, and we saw a couple of a couple of fan members. It was just like a lovely, yeah. lovely day in Kingston. So yeah. shout out to Classic Video because.
0: And thank you, thank you to you for letting me go.
1: Oh, letting you. It was a yeah. great, it was like the best day we've had in a long time. Right. Uh, thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week on uh, the pod.
0: Bye for now. Bye.